Hello and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. How are you guys doing this weekend? So good, but Matt, you sound you sound bummed. What's up? <laughs> I saw Rambo. Oh no. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the writer of Rambo felt like it made him less of a human being after seeing it. <laughs> that is the best take I've ever heard. It's yeah. it's pretty rough. It's yeah. not good. What I want to talk about real quick before we get started is uh, there's been many times where I've talked about like, maybe running low on ideas. And I always I have a couple in my back pocket, but they're like, I've talked about them kind of offline before, so we didn't really want to do them again because you guys already heard the ideas. One of those is the monkey game mm-hmm. where you play as a monkey and you're stealing shit from tourists. Uh-huh. And it was based on a real... Uh, part of a documentary on i think it was planet earth 2 where they showed monkeys in india and they kind of like trained to like steal water bottles and food from people who aren't looking and lo and behold there's a game that just came out called untitled goose game which is exactly my game i love this game so i haven't played it i love yeah, watching it it's so cool and uh i feel very uh Disappointed that I didn't pitch it just so to say I called it. But anyway, I haven't played it yet. I'm definitely going to buy it. It looks great. It's basically a stealth game where you're a goose and you're just an asshole goose. Mm-hmm. And you're just stealing things, from, you're stealing toys I mean, from children. Is there any other kind of goose? No, exactly. That's the thing that's brilliant about it is that because there's no other kind of goose, they're all asshole gooses. When you are playing as it, you just automatically start role playing. And obviously that's what the game is about too. So you're just like honking at people and my favorite clip of the trailer is with like you get the you steal the kid's toy and then he like he he runs after you and he trips and falls and his glasses fall off and then you run up and you steal the glasses and you <laughs> run away <laughs> I thought that was amazing i just wanted to put that out there that uh that was one of my pitches from like a long time ago early early podcast days and i should have done it because i could have said called it well yeah I always imagined your idea, maybe, should we talk about it? Because you still might turn it into something. I always imagined yours to be a little, like, faster paced and more, uh... The big hook was, it's it's pretty much... No, 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 no. it wasn't like that. It was uh, pretty much like Goose Game, except because you're a monkey, there was going to be some fast-paced portions where it's like Mirror's Edge where there's parkour. That was the big other twist I was going to say, I could see it like a jet-set radio sort of thing where you're parkouring through the city, just like grabbing shit as you go. Yeah, so there's a little mix of those two. But anyway, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why we didn't talk about it is because we kind of just covered everything there is to cover, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, I think if you take a monkey and you put him... I'm in rollerblades, you might want to think pretty about good. that. Not what I meant, but I'm really glad you went there. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get started. Who got? Who wants to go first? Um, all right. So I, what I'm envisioning is a linear action adventure game where you play as a mouse who lives in the clock of a train station a la Hugo. Okay. So you're a little mouse, you're in this big train station bustling, trains in and out, people all the time, luggage, everything. Uh, and the goal of the game, or the, the main story hook of the game, is that you need to keep this clock running, and you, or the only thing that can do it. It's this tiny mouse that can scurry around inside. So uh, things get interesting, though. When the clock stops, so does time. Oh. It's like okay. Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. You ever see that movie, Hudsucker Proxy? No. No. Oh, well, it's, but it's, it's exactly like it. It's a classic. It's Tim, Rob- Tim Robbins. Or wait, really is, funny. is that the one with the circle? Yes. Okay, I have hoop. seen that. So uh, your mouse, you know, as the game starts, you're getting, you're seeing the clock work, and then time stops. 
And so in this first instance, it's essentially a frozen playground where trains, people, everything stops. And you have to go out and explore this station and find the pieces to fix the clock. And I, I kind of envision that kind of Pikmin-esque just because of the scale. But you're going around, you're running. It's, it's uh, I think because you're a mouse, you can scurry and maybe not parkour per se, but definitely like a lot of movement where you're climbing up things and up people. And I'm going to bring know, us back jumping. to parkour the second you're done pitching this because okay. I think it's required. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you're going to solve some puzzles maybe and uh, collect these pieces. And I also think, just as a side note, I think you should be able to collect detritus to wear as hats and it's just kind of like a little cosmetic thing on the side where you can collect all these hats Mm -hmm. okay so you fix the clock the next time it breaks and these are kind of like story chapters every time it breaks the next time it breaks things get a little weird slowly but surely on each of these breakings time demons start coming into the train station because time (laughs) is stopping yes Langoliers. So, so this is this is kind of Legion inspired, the Blue Meanies from season three. But um, it, it essentially goes from this action adventure game to an action adventure horror game, where kind of like Shadow of the Colossus, there are all these like giant human sized time demons, and you have to evade them while you do all this other stuff. Okay. Okay. How does the parkour come in? Well, here's here's what I was imagining. Okay. So in Titanfall two, there's the whole section where you're messing around with the little like time button. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at a certain point, the time button kind of something happens, and it, it I think it like malfunctions or it breaks in some way, and it happens while there's tons of crazy shit going on. I feel like there's I think there's like a ship going by, and it's like firing rockets at your Titan, and like as the time thing breaks, you you as the player get this freeze frame, this sort uh, this sort of like bullet time effect of everything that's happening at that moment, mm-hmm. and you have to parkour up like all the debris that's exploding up to the ship so i'm imagining the scenario where you you know you're a little mouse and you're in this clock and you're you're at, you're at a train station did you say yeah i think so yeah i like it i like it because it's a lot that's a really great excuse to have different things happening all the time without worrying exactly. about yeah um so I'm, I'm imagining some guys walking down the train station with a bag full of shit or whatever and he trips and you you he trips at the same time that the clock breaks, so you get this freeze frame of all these mm. parts like flying out in front of him and like frozen. So as the mouse, it's kind of your job to climb up him and parkour up to that part that you need. And you know, and it wouldn't be maybe it wouldn't be super obvious that that's the part you need right off the bat because I think a big part of this is to go out and like find things. So you know, as as the mouse, the clock breaks, and you need to like kind of survey one what has broken within the clock, and two what is a piece that will fill that place Mm -hmm. um i I really like that and you know because it's a train station there are tons of shops there there's like there i I picked that setting one because of hugo it's an amazing film but two because there's like you said there's so much stuff going on and you can build in so much variety in the levels and in the scenarios that you put together for it okay here's my one suggestion so the clock breaking every chapter every level it seems a little kind of contrived. What if you are in charge of stopping time to solve other problems? Well, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I was I was actually thinking that at some point, too. Like, what if you could just, you know, yank a gear out of the clock to, quote, unquote, yeah. break it? But that's sort of a, a way that you're going to, you need to use that in some way to solve puzzles. Yeah, I, I think that could totally work. Yeah, I, I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, it's a narrative device to, to set... Um, 
it feels ironic to say set things in motion because it's actually yeah. the opposite. But you know, to set each level in motion in action uh, that totally works. What could be a grand story wrapper? Like, is there a warring f- mouse factions? Is there, are they take they're trying to <laughs> it's like, like mouse guard? Uh, yeah, mouse guard. Like they're trying to wrestle control of the uh, clock from different things. It's like. It's like the Iron Throne of clocks. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe there's there are like mechanical mice that are you know kind of manning all of these different stations around the the train station to make sure everything runs smoothly. So you have the clock mouse, you have like the signal mouse who the makes, ratatouille mouse. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Um, That's actually in if, charge of the bakery. <laughs> right. And then what if there's a second group of mice that's like living in the walls. They're wall mice and they, they're like almost like cultists and they worship the time demons or something. And so they're like trying to bring about the end of time and it's your job to, to keep time flowing and thwart their plans. So are you imagining sort of an action element to this where there's actual combat with the wall mice? You know, I don't know. Um, I hadn't envisioned the wall mice initially. And I was thinking with the horror aspect, it would be mostly about, outmaneuvering and evading them uh but i mean like what you know a mouse you know mouse guard is an interesting example like picking up a toothpick or like a cocktail sword and and using that as a weapon or you know pins or or pencils or something like that like maybe you can do this kind of maybe like zelda-esque combat so then you so the guy that tripped and has his shit flying everywhere you, you parkour up that thing because one of the things he's carrying the one that's flying the furthest away is this small little piece of whatever that you can use as a disguise to infiltrate the other mouse faction. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And you need it to get into their uh, home base to do whatever. And then you're like walking around and you're just like, it's like Hitman. You're just nodding at people. You're not saying anything. (laughs) The the thing I'm looking for is sort of a consistent mechanic. Yes. Um, Yeah. And like I, I think I mean Jeff had one. We just yeah. Said, we just what about this? What about this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean but yeah. Mo- movement be... is like the main second to second that I was envisioning. But I, I think I, lots of games have movement. You're pitching a game about repairing a clock and manipulating yeah. time in some way. So I'm trying to think. Sure. You know, is there something to these time demons? Maybe they popped right out of my time game and they exist out of time. And it's sort of up to you to somehow manipulate time in order to set traps for them, like. I don't know. Maybe that's good. maybe there's a there's a moment where they're doing something to the train tracks, and it's up to you to get time going again, so that the the train will just like run them over and be fine. Um, but again, this is all coming down to something happens to cause time to stop, and then your job is to just go out and start it again. I don't know. I don't know. Can that stay fun? Can it like the same thing happening over and over again? I. I think with escalation, especially if there's like this separate mouse group, and maybe. When the game starts, the clock is just old, so it breaks or stutters every once in a while, and you just got to upkeep it. But maybe towards the end of the game, that other mouse group is actually coming in and sabotaging the clock to make sure havoc ensues. And so, like maybe narratively, that's okay. That's so enough that's, escalation. I feel like that might be good enough. Yeah, where mechanically it is exactly the same, but the reasons for it happening, if you could make it organic and narrative based, yeah, right. maybe that's good. We should talk about like a scenario that happens. Like what? Like sure. like your 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 little mouse guy. You're hanging out on your clock. I don't know. Is there something you can be doing in the meantime? I don't know. Um, like a base building, like yeah. side thing, like a totally or you know trying on hats. I don't know trying. why hats. Like that's just so <laughs> in my mind right now. I mean, mice with hats, mice with vests. That's that's good. 
Yeah, stuff. kind of that little big planet sort of customization. Yeah. No, I, I think, I totally think that the Sims-esque, like you go out into the world, you know, when the time is not stopped, just normal every day, and you scavenge for cool shit to put in your little home base. That could be fun. Okay, okay yeah, so no, kind of is, like an open world sort of sort of thing. This yeah. is this is good. I think there needs to be there needs to be something that you're doing in the off times. Like maybe you're yeah. you're gathering stuff to just kind of keep the clock going. Um, I think you can help other mice, other mechanical mice, like like that signal mouse. You can help him with you know a little task that he has. Sure, but my point stuff is, like you that. know, you're out, you're you're exploring the train station, you're doing something, and then. Uh-oh, time demon just showed up and stopped time. I need to get back and fix it and try to right. try to solve whatever puzzle has come along with the time demon. Okay. Yeah, so uh it could happen at any moment basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to step away from the sort of chapter-based thing because I think that's where my where it's issue is more organic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they show up, they fuck up time, you have to go <laughs> fix it. Is it Hmm. But what are they doing? What are the time demons doing? So initially, time demons were after the mice in my head because they're the ones who are outside of time. Like when time stops, all the mice keep going, right? Wait, are time demons mice or time demons time demons? Time demons are time demons. But I think. No, he's saying that the mice are special. All mice are special. The the time demons are after the mice because they're special. And the more time stops, the more time demons appear to come after the mice who can exist when time is stopped. So are they trying to steal mice? They're trying to kill all the mice so that uh, when they stop time, mice can't restart it. Right. Uh, to borrow again from Legion, one of the things that they do from the outset is that they devour time. They're hungry for time. Okay, that here's the thing. Interesting. I don't care about the time demon's motivations. I'm a mouse. <laughs> I'm out getting potato chips because I'm hungry and a time demon shows up. What's he doing? Why? What do I got to do to get rid of him? And how does the clock involve itself in that? Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. No story. Mechanics. Mechanics. <laughs> mechanics, damn it. Okay. Okay. I'm on the spot now. So. Well, this isn't just you. I, I This is where I want yeah, all of our brains at right now. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. Okay. Maybe, um, maybe it's even more granular than the big clock. Maybe um, everybody wears a watch, right? Maybe uh, this time demon appears and it set its, side, its sights on this little kid. And it's a story. And this little kid, no, 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 I'm, I'm getting to the mechanic. And so the little kid, as the time demon preys on him, he starts getting older and older. And so it's essentially a time limit, right? That you have to go up and restart this kid's watch so that he can, like, break out of the time demon's grasp. So um, you figure out what kind of watch he has. Or, you know, maybe it, it appears on the screen or whatever. And then you go and you find a part that'll get it started again, like a watch battery or something. And then you find him, scamper up his leg, put it in the watch, and then now that he has time again, the time demon can't bother him. Hmm. <laughs> not so much, huh? <laughs> well, you're not manipulating time. The time demon is manipulating time. I, I, yeah. think, I think we need to, as the, you're, here's the thing. You're a mouse. You have no strength or skill at all. It's cool if there's this like hidden talent of time manipulation that comes with living inside this clock. Okay, I, so, I see where you're coming now. Because in my mind, it was just about like repairing it and restoring the flow. But but you're getting at something more proactive. I, I guess so. Yeah, like some some way that we can manipulate time in order to fight the the time demons. Okay. Yeah. What could that be? Yeah. Maybe maybe the 
the pieces of the clock. Like if you were to stop the clock manually, you get a piece of the clock and those are like your, your items, your abilities. And so each piece that you take away from the clock gives you an ability to manipulate time in some way. And then that's why you have to go out in the world and find replacement parts to keep the clock going while you have this new power. I like that. So, okay. So maybe the first easiest thing you can do is slow time. Then eventually you can slow it very slow and then eventually you can stop it and then you can reverse it and you could, that's like your, yeah, I like your that. mastery of time is upgraded through the things you're doing. And okay. then you can get this like cool, like, um, like patchwork clockwork armor almost as you, you know, take pieces from the clock to build up your abilities. You know, you have, you know, this like cool gear on your back at first, and then maybe you have like one of the clock hands and that's like a, a wand that you can point at things and in stop time on you are time ghostbusters yeah i think th- i think that's a good analogy yeah wait you just okay this might be off topic and maybe we just abandoned this but I, this is an idea that i thought was kind of unique what if you use the hands of the clock to to manipulate time somehow if you grab the second hand um it's like it's like skipping a second but that just, i know this logically this doesn't make sense i was gonna say depending on which hand of the clock uh, you grab like different information is missing, but I think that's that's maybe too granular or too literal even. Yes. So I, I think looking at this more like like a Zelda game where you know every every time you need a new ability or every time the the story organically requires a new ability, you go take a piece off the clock. So when you start, you start with this normal looking clock, and then as as the game goes on, it gets more and more like patchwork and kind of steampunky as you're putting found objects onto it to keep it running. Um, and then you get all these abilities, you know, slowing down time, stopping time, reversing time, maybe speeding time up. Um, mm-hmm. You know what would be cool is, what, what you know, like, let's say the game starts and basically, what if the, your control over time uh, pertains to either the world or the demons? And I'm, I'm trying to decide if that should be a static option where the game is just, you are just controlling one of them, or if you can choose um, yourself. Uh, but my point is... You know, so when you start off, maybe the only thing you can do is speed up time of the world. So you have, or maybe you can slow down the demon. So you have the situation where a demon is trying to get somewhere and you're like, okay, I'm going to like target that demon and slow him down. Maybe you go and you grab like with the second hand and you like add pressure to it so it doesn't progress as fast. And so it slows the demon down, which causes somebody to... You know, they like one of those big like suitcase rollers. They like smash into the demon with it and pushes them out in front of a train, and that's how you kill them. And so the game starts off with this like one mechanic of you know you can slow down time, use it to stop the demons, really like tutorially section. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know after you do that two or three times, you fight sort of like a boss demon who, upon defeat, gives you a second ability because maybe they have like clock parts inside of them. And so your job is to, you know, kill them somehow and then go retrieve the clock part because maybe killing them actually does break the clock. And you, then you get this freeze frame sort of parkour section where you have to go retrieve the piece and bring it back. I like that flow a lot. Okay, here's check this out. Here, here's a way to make it all work seamlessly. Is And it brings back one of your other ideas. You watch it all play out and you try to figure out the puzzle. And then once you're like, oh, at that, at, at that moment, it's, at 25 seconds in, the demon is next to the train tracks. That's when I'm going to stop it. So then after it's all done, you go up to the minute hand, you pull it back one minute, and it resets time a minute ago, and then it replays exactly how you saw it. Oh, that's cool. And that 
that lets you go in and do the thing and plan ahead. Yeah, I like that. So you kind of get that hitman sense where it's like, a, yep. like a, no pun intended, a clockwork world. And, yeah, exactly. and then, so you're kind of up in your clock watching something happen when each, you know, level or, or each instance starts. And so then you can put it back, grab whatever piece you need off the clock or, you know, run out with whatever abilities, stop the thing, and then grab a piece from the time demon and, and bring it back. And there could be a little bit of a puzzle element where let's say you're up there and you're watching the full minute and nothing seems wrong. It's like, well, what am I doing here? And then time, you, you know, you get a prompt saying like, you better go back to a minute or whatever. And so you do it and then you, and so it's almost like a Where's Waldo-esque thing where it's like, I got to actually find out what's happening here because, you know, something's wrong. I got to fix. Right. Yeah. What if, uh, what if, uh. The, the demon's standing on the train tracks at this point, and the train is going down the train tracks at that point. And so as the mouse, my job is to run out and like kind of put these pieces together and then sort of like run up to the demon and attach a thread to him and bring it back to the clock and use that as like sort of my mechanic of, okay, I'm going to reset his time to here, mm-hmm. and then I can run back out and set a bring a thread from the train back to the clock and reset its time to here. Or maybe I get like sort of direct control over the train then and I can like speed up time really fast to like hit it because maybe the train's not going fast enough to do anything. That's pretty cool. Um, I like that. I, so that's, that's interesting. It's sort of a At mechanic it, to get out there and be more mobile as the mouse in order to drop these threads and choose what you're actually manipulating. I, I think that's right. really interesting. And I think you could maybe even work a little shadow of the Colossus on there because I do envision these as like, you know, kind of human sized beings. Maybe you can run up them and they have like all weak points ports or of clockwork mechanisms on them. Yeah. Like maybe on the back of their neck, there's like a little keyhole or something and you can like mess around with the gears inside them or whatever. Yeah. And I wonder if there's something to, hmm, what if there's a way to, what if there's like a, t- a one time demon that when, when you like set time to go at, normally he's like super fast and there's another one that's super slow or whatever and like is there there a way to rather than tether something to the clock i can tether the fast demon to the train to make the train go faster and then like the slow demon to uh you know something else that maybe maybe a person was going to get hit by the train i can i can attach the slow demon to them to like save them from stepping out and Uh, that's cool now now these abilities are attached more to the demons but you still kind of have the option of the clock to take fine grain control over certain things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. Designing these puzzles is going to be easy. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that (laughs) thing. It's the whole designing puzzle problem. Yeah. No, but I, I I like that where you're, you're kind of using the demons and their innate time abilities against them or in conjunction with the world to not only solve problems, but also take the demons out of commission. Yeah, and uh, imagine there's uh, like in some Easter egg in every level, and uh, the solution to it is this insane like spider web of like strings attached. Oh, like, yeah. look how I did this. There's, you know? there's ways that, to like fun. like if there's a fast forward zombie or, <laughs> or a fast forward demon and like a slow motion demon, maybe connecting them just cancels them out. Um, yeah, and then like maybe that maybe there's always a way to solve the level or whatever without using the clock at all, and that's where you get into the super complex connections and things to all the demons and trains passing by and stuff okay so the only suggestion i would make in just in general is as you were talking about the demons and the people like i wasn't sure how if they were like ethereal or physical and you were saying oh you're knocking them into the trains okay maybe they're just physical but the advantage of them having being more ethereal and ghost-like is that they can 
their speed doesn't mess up the world around them. They just can travel through people. I feel like maybe that might be easier. The the I think there should be a rule. Like I think that the rule should be like typically they are they just pass through everything and maybe they're fucking with time in a less direct way. But yeah, I think so. Maybe you do introduce one that's like, oh shit, that one's like knocking shit over and like pushing people and stuff. And that's the, that's when you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to hook him up to the train and now the train has this ability to bash into the other mm-hmm. demons and stuff. Well, I was thinking the hooking up ability wouldn't go away. Like even if they're ethereal, you can still do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I was just expanding on the idea of using these threads to extend their abilities to different things in the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... What if there's a way that there's a thread that makes them corporeal? Like, it's, it's almost like, a, again, like a Ghostbusters Maybe, maybe thing that's where, what that, that gear work, like, on their body does. Right. Is, like, if you can activate that, if you can, you know, turn that gear, then all of a sudden they can interact with the real world. And I was thinking, too... And then too, you can kill them. Right. And I was thinking, too, maybe... You know, because you're watching the scenario, so so level starts. You're watching everything play out around you from your vantage point at the at the top and center of this transition in your clock. You catch sight of the demon. You you bring back time, and then you stop the clock. Like that slow motion demon, he's also frozen in time, but he's aware of you. But then, like that fast moving demon, he can still move around kind of normally in that stop time. And you know, as the demon, so. It almost puts yeah. like another dimension on this. So now the the fast demon, when you want to connect him to, you know, whatever else, you know, you're climbing on him and he's still kind of moving. And so it's that kind of shadow of the Colossus, whereas the slow motion yeah. demon, he's more that like Titanfall 2 sort of time slowed uh, side of, of the game. Yeah, exactly. Someone should make this. I love figure it. Someone, out someone should, should make this. Yeah, that's the easy part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, uh, Matt, what do you got? Okay, so Danish had a challenge uh, a while back that was, how would you make the ga- the movie Boyhood as a game? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I maybe Danish can speak to this better than I can because I didn't actually see the movie. But Boyhood was basically, they, it like kind of tracked an actual kid throughout his life and then filmed him at various stages, right? Isn't that the... Yeah. Um, yeah. Real-time filmmaking. Real-time filmmaking. So I guess... For 12 years. Yeah. So I guess the, uh, the... What if you... What if you're playing like a V... Like a, any kind of like MMO or persistent world game. And when you start the game, it maybe it starts off as like one of those typical like coming of age ceremonies where like you're ready to go out into the world and do your shit. Um, and the only reason why I'm, I'm starting there is because I don't think anybody wants to start a game as a baby where you can't do anything. Um... <laughs> So you're at least starting the game as like a, a capable human being. You are actually playing in real time. Yeah. So your your character, your character actually grows as you play. So just by glancing at another player, you can have a pretty good idea of how long they've been playing this game and like how powerful they are. So you know, for somebody like me who's been playing Destiny for what like five years, I don't know. Like the difference between you know, a brand new player who's going to look like a teenager and me who's probably uh, like five years, I guess, maybe isn't that much older, maybe. Well, here, right away, but before you get into it too deep, is there a, does it have to be one-to-one? Could it be like two-to-one? That's exactly like, what I was just yeah, going to yeah. land on. Uh, maybe cool. it is two-to-one or whatever. So, you know, now that it's, you know, I, I, I've been playing for five years or four years, I guess, whatever. Six years uh, almost. Is it six years? Okay, yeah. so I got 12 years on whoever is starting right yeah. now. So now I'm like a, you know, a 20, 26 year old or something. Um, but, uh, 
So that's where I'm at right now. Like the, just the idea of a game where your character is growing in real time. It could it could be something like a Destiny style game, but I think more of like a typical fantasy game might be more interesting. Um, and then as you grow up, you sort of get access to different things within the world just as like you're old enough to drink now so you can go do this or you can go into this area or things like that or can finally rent a car you can finally rent a car in fantasy dragon world is this anything i think it is something and part of it's kind of or something similar to this has been made I'm, i'm gonna plug one of our games it's called chronos it's out for oculus and uh, in the game, it's it, the time moves a little bit differently, but it's kind of like a fantasy Souls-like. Um, it's it's where the world of Remnant came from. And every time you die, your character gets a little older. And as you progress through the That's game, right, your abilities change a little bit as you get older as well. So all, all that to say is doing something like this, I think, is 100% doable. And it I think it can also provide a meaningful gameplay feedback for the player i think chronos is more interesting i i don't know i okay here's the problem with it the obvious problem is well why am i playing this uh you're saying you're saying i think what you're really getting at is is there a mechanic tied to this age thing that makes it not only that but are you gonna okay in the ideal scenario do you imagine this is the type of game that you play for you check in on every like six months or do, are you playing it like an MMO where you're logging in, you know, so and doing stuff every day to, the, to that effect. I feel like two to one real time might not correspond directly with gameplay. Like for instance, I started playing Warframe a while ago, but I don't play it regularly. So if I go back in Am I all of a sudden 10 years older with a whole bunch of experience and new abilities, or is it really tied to my in-game time? Or your guys tying been it resting to your... on his laurels because you haven't been there. <laughs> He's just, like, fat and lazy. Um, well, I'm telling you right now, if it's the fat and lazy Animal Crossing method, I'm out. Yeah, I, I don't think that's as interesting. I think <laughs> I am not yeah, you... being tethered to, like, daily logins. No, nobody oh. wants to be uh, so, punished for not playing something. So, so I think tying it to in-game time makes more sense but then also how is this different than earning experience in any other game yeah i guess so that, that's kind of the question that i was trying to bring to you guys because I, I i got stuck on that too and maybe this is where this idea dies but but yeah the tr- trying to bring this real-time sort of growing up element to an mmo game where other people can see you know, how much you've progressed, how long you've been sticking with it, and how dedicated that you've been um, as it pertains to a boyhood-style scenario. Um, yeah, how, how do you make that more than a visual representation? And then, but the game is just, the game can be fucking anything, right? It's just yeah. that guy's this is, older This is like a system guy. that you would put on top of it. Yeah, okay. I, I have a take. Yeah, if, if, if you guys, like... Uh, if you want to explore it other ways, because my take kind of changes it a decent amount. Well, I, the nope. only thing I would say is that this almost feels like what Fable was trying to do. And if you were to take Fable yeah. and make an MMO and like actually flesh out the systems and not have it be a one-dimensional meter for everything, I think I think there could be something there. And I think they kind of they touched on it in an interesting way, but technology, time, Peter Molyneux got in the way a little bit. Okay, so here's here's the pitch. 
It's pretty much what you're saying, except it's Benjamin Button. Oh, And you are reversing time. Okay, you're getting younger. And you are losing abilities. And uh, this is the case where uh, I would say it should be game time, not real time. Um, And because this is kind of built into like uh, touching on a little other idea challenge that um, we never really did. But it's all stemming from the fact that I'm bad at video games. And uh, and I don't play them. I don't have time to play them very much. And so it's very hard for me to get into a game where like it requires your time to get better, like a competitive shooter or something. And so I play like two hours a week. Meanwhile, other, or even fighting games, and other guys are playing you know sixty hours a day, <laughs> and uh, I'm getting annihilated. So here's the thing: you, you take you flip that time thing on its head. Now the more they play, the more hours they log in, the more handicapped they are because they are. Uh, growing smaller and smaller, whereas I, because I'm not that good, because I've only played a couple hours, I still have more tools, and so maybe, hopefully, that like self balances it and it keeps it interesting. This this almost feels like a slow road to retirement MMO, where you start off the adventurer, and then as time goes on, as you play the game, you're losing those abilities, but maybe also gaining a more sentimental or philosophical value to the world and your understanding that the real key to life is just relaxing and settling down in a nice house with your dog so i don't think this necessarily to danish's point needs to be benjamin button because i think becoming old and decrepit sort of serves the same <laughs> yeah, purpose actually. um and it, it's an, it, it maybe that's maybe keeping it young to old is a little more apt just because yeah. uh you know you start off playing this game where you don't really know how to play it so you're a young person learning skills and then you you know you reach your peak and you're like yeah i really get this game i know all this stuff and then that's when it starts to taper back off because you're in old age and you're you're losing your your edge oh yeah so the young to middle or the like teenager or child to teenager is like the tutorial where you're ramping up to learn and then the bulk of the game is like tapering back down yeah like now, a bell curve now is there is there something to because the only thing that would suck about this and it does <laughs> there's and there's some weird parallels that could be drawn from this where it's like okay i'm playing this game i'm learning this game i'm i'm in my like mid-20s now so i'm like at my peak um this is when the game's like super fun because i can do do everything mm-hmm. um oh now i'm like 35 and things aren't feeling quite as sharp anymore Every once in a while, you get like a back pain, yeah. and you like you and, lose ten HP, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this! I'm just gonna start a new character. I think that's one path we could take. Here's another path: you get older and you lose your abilities, and that's when you start augmenting them with cybernetics. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you never so, really get older or more decrepit. You well, just change how you play the game. Yes, you change how you play the game. You, it's almost like slowly transitioning to another class or something. And uh, then you'll you're vulnerable to all different sorts of attacks and things. Okay, wait, wait, and wait, wait, eventually wait. you lose your humanity <laughs> and you ascend and then, into the ethereal <laughs> robot plane of, of. Well, yeah. So then after the robot plane, then you're like, I don't know, yeah, pure energy. <laughs> you guys have taken something beautiful and you've turned it into an abomination. No, 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 no. I like, yeah. Well, that's what we do here. That's so what we <laughs> No, okay. So to that point, I I like I like kind of what you're going for, but. I, 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 I also like this sort of fantasy world where there's not cybernetic enhancements. So what, is, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, let's, you know, let's say you're getting into your old years. My, 
my parents always had this joke and they used to tell this they used to do this when they were like in their 30s or whatever and it was whenever they like forgot something like we'd be like hey remember the time we did this and my dad would be like what are you talking about and everybody else would be like yeah it wasn't even that long ago what the hell's wrong with you he, he would always make a joke it's like well you know when you get older you have to dump things out of your brain in order to make room for new things so mm-hmm. so what if you what if as you get older the 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 abilities that you use the least start like fading and those cool. and those are the ones that are getting worse but the the abilities that you that you use the most sort of start sharpening into this point so you get sort of like a you know by the time my character's 95 he's very good at casting fireball but nothing else at all right <laughs> <laughs> so that would be I like that's where they call me fireball mitch <laughs> yeah not only that but like you know if i'm going into a raid with my buddies and they're they're bringing fireball mitch with them it's like okay <laughs> this is dps phase go mitch and he fires just this fucking crazy fireball <laughs> but then he's like wiped out and can't do that's anything awesome. for like another 15 yeah, minutes he's got until this he gets like master back. Roshi Kamehameha, but that's like all he can do. Yeah, like everybody everybody like moves to the side so that he can get a shot. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. So, I think that's pretty baller. I think that's I think that's pretty fun. And I think it, it introduces this thing of like, okay, uh Fireball Mitch, man, he's like Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I was gonna say is what if what about a what about an MMO with sort of like permadeath where yeah. when you're younger, if you can maybe you maybe you get a little more health when you're younger but more importantly it's easier to bounce back from like getting knocked out out in the field so if i'm out Mm -hmm. adventuring and oh shit i get killed quote unquote killed somebody can take my body back to town and like you know i get healed up or whatever and, Mm -hmm. and it's mostly fine but the older i get the harder and harder it is for me to come back so it's also you know this this honed edge of fireball glass cannon yeah, it comes with the price of like, okay, I'm 98 years old. If I go down, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way I'm making it out of this. So, yeah. but at that point, how long are you going to live anyway? I don't want it to be like, oh, you're you're X years old, you're you're going to die. You can't die of old age. Yeah, I don't think you should okay. die of old age. But I think so once that you... 307 year old character, like Absolutely. that person, is fucking yeah. great at the game. All he he's either great or all he does is hang out in town and not <laughs> do anything, which is fine because I think there's people who like that. Um, yeah. But also, but only, yeah. Well, also, you get this 300-year-old character, and you're like, oh, man, that dude's fucking... You should see that dude's no, fireballs. I, exactly. this, is, this is where I was going with Fireball Mitch, is that I just lo- imagine this MMO world where word spreads of, like, his, you know, legendary, yes. like, exploits, you know? And then there's, like, just often some other corner, there's, like, we got to go recruit him because we're on this mission and then they all come to you and you're like you know retired or whatever i don't know i just i love that so that's really cool and i like so this this nickname is is whatever but it would be awesome if the game this is the ballad of fireball mitch took yeah yeah uh by the way (laughs) listeners anyone who wants to make t-shirts for the ballad of fireball mitch uh that would be amazing but um maybe as as your skills drop away and you're left with that last skill, let's say when you're 150, 160, you have one skill left. I think that the game should automatically just put that skill in front of your name so that like you, you get oh, that yeah. kind of like legend status where you've, you've not only survived that long. Like <laughs> so this so one really skill, you're Mitch, but the game puts fireball over your yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Your or, yeah, exactly. Mitch. Like bullet sponge Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also what if one day... Mitch is just a teenager again and you're like holy fuck they took out Mitch like what happened like I feel like that's I feel like that's a story right like 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you would just automatically restart at the beginning, but with like all your gear and stuff, like in a cache or something. Um, I want. Or would it be like real permadeath? What what does happen when you die? Do you lose everything, or is it like, is there something to prestiging essentially, where you get some sort? Maybe, maybe, maybe it is that Jedi thing where when you die, your body kind of evaporates and you turn into a Force ghost just momentarily, and then you're sucked into a brand new body. Sucked into a new body that maybe I was gonna say gets like gets a boost to their fireball skill, right? Like a permanent room. boost. And yeah, so, so, if you can prestige multiple yeah. times with that one skill, you could eventually max out everything. But it would take you thousands of in-game years. But also, it might like it might be easier than to spec yourself out for fireball and like shield or something. You know, like another right. thing. So now that you have this boost of fireball, maybe you can sort of double level something and. It'll... Right, so now when you're 180, you're shielded fireball Mitch. Yes, and now you're unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Until you aren't, and then you restart, and then you are um, charisma shielded fireball Mitch. I think somebody should make this. That's, that's I don't I don't know if I'd play it. It sounds like a lot, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's, it's an it investment. Is, I think there'd be a lot of cool stories that came out of that game. Yeah, very good. Okay, After like you. like I was saying earlier, uh, my game today is very on brand. It's it involves reciprocal control, small things inside of big things. Okay. Um, the basic premise, it's one of those uh, lovers in a dangerous space-time type games. Uh, you were running around and controlling a big thing. Okay. Here's the twist, though. Uh, both in VR, one guy's in a ship, the other guy's a, a normal dude. It's inner space, the game. Oh, yeah. Okay, for, so, for people like me who are not familiar with interspace. Really? You are going to jail. <laughs> it's a crime. You've committed a crime you've, not knowing you've interspace. You've done the crime. Now you got to pay the time. <laughs> watch, I will, watch I will gladly movie. serve my time after the trial, but, but for okay, right now. Okay, so interspace is an 80s movie where uh, there's a miniaturization technology, and Dennis Quaid is in this little ship, and uh, he gets injected into Martin Short. And so Martin Short's this gangly dumb kind of silly guy and dennis quaid's trying to like get past these you know evil people and do all these things but he's inside martin short and martin short has to do all these heroic things and he's kind of a loser and the way dennis quaid is helping him is by like f- flying in his bloodstream to different parts and like kind of zapping his you know like uh inner organs and things to like kind it doesn't really give him abilities but it, like Helps him do certain so, like, things. So he zaps like, a bicep, then all of a sudden he throws a crazy punch. Uh, something like that. There, there's one point where he like uh, goes and attaches a probe to like his retina, and then he can like an image enhance things that Martin Short sees, and he like tells him through his ear. Like the first thing in the whole movie, he goes to his eardrum and like attaches a probe so that he can talk to him. You know, so that's the kind of movie it is, and it, it's it's awesome. It's like I think Steven Spielberg produced it, and it's it's really good. Uh, Meg Ryan, early Meg Ryan movie. It's it's, it's good. Um, so, it's a multiplayer VR game. Uh, one guy is walking around doing things, and the other guy's in the in the ship. Now, whatever scenarios uh, play out, it could just be it could be basically inner space where you're trying to escape the mafia or like corporate assassins or whatever it is. But just the basic premise of one guy's in the ship and he has to like fly to the right portion of the body to do the right thing for that scenario. And it's maybe a little puzzle solving as well. It's like, okay, I got to get, I got to like infiltrate this building. I got to get on, I got to get onto the roof. How do I do that? Um, I could like, you know, 
strengthen his muscles and so he can climb maybe i don't know or like can he punch out a security guard or yeah there's different ways to do it but you have to figure it out based on the human body yeah so i think i like i like uh what jeff's understanding of the movie was where you could like zap a bicep and give it yeah power. i think that i think that's part of it i yeah. think that works as a game um i do have a concern with this game and that is off the bat being the dude flying around inside the body might be pretty boring so i was trying to think of like how long does it take to go from your foot to your brain yeah yeah and and what was what what would be an acceptable amount of time for you to be able to do that several real in-game years i think (laughs) sounds pretty good i don't think that's how blood circulation works (laughs) Um, oh yeah i mean i was thinking about that too because like what what does it look like are you in the bloodstream where you really can't see anything so the way i was picturing it and it doesn't have to be this way is you are in the actual bloodstream so what you're really seeing seeing is just endless tunnels of your veins right but you have sort of x-ray vision that's more like that uh that gives you a better sense of where you are so it's not very monotonous you know so you can kind of see like the brain or the head like coming off in the dist coming up in the distance uh, even though it's sort of x-raying through like the veins. That's kind of where so my head was at. what if it was like a highway system where in each limb, it, there's like a two-way road and yeah. that's the bloodstream. And so you like race down there and then there are little stops that you can go at along the way, you know, a stop for each finger, stop for the hand, stop for, you know, the muscles in the upper arm. And you go into the body, it's more of like a, like an airport tarmac or something where you can just kind of race all around, but there are like little stations set up for each of the organs, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And actually, so like we were saying, the speed of you traveling is pretty crucial because otherwise you'll be bored as the ship. Um, so yeah, you, you, you have, you open up like this 3d cool looking, you know, map, and then you could highlight nodes, like almost like fast travel. And then you close it and you take off. And just for like, you know, 10 seconds, you do kind of a mini game esque thing where you're just piloting so, and then you get to your destination. I'm going takes- to throw in that I think this should be like like a racing game. So the second to second of the person inside is actually, you know, burnout Forza, like racing to the yes. next area. Yes, it should be that, but I think in very small chunks. Okay. Like that's between your fast travel. It takes 45 seconds for blood to circulate from the heart around the body and back to the heart again. So I'm saying yeah. if you are in this little ship and you are flying with the flow of blood, I bet you could do yeah. it. In, I bet you could do. It. I mean, I bet I could do it in like ten seconds. Yeah, you could easily <laughs> exactly. cut that time in half or a quarter it. But then, and if that's, you're going that's a full circle, flip, right? Right, exactly. So if if I'm the human guy, I'm walking. I'm like, what do you think? And you're talking. You're basically talking to each other, you know, through the whatever eardrum. And it's like, okay, what do you think? How do you want to approach this? It's like, okay, can you get to my feet? All right, get to my feet. I'm gonna kick this guy in the balls, you know. And then, <laughs> like, he's like, okay, cool. I can get there in ten seconds. And then you go there, and you're you're, you're racing while the human's like walking up to the guy to attack him or whatever. That so, could be something. So I'm, I'm envisioning a scenario in my head and, and stop me if this is not taking your idea serious enough. But like, what if you're in a meeting? I don't think this idea should be serious at all. In fact, I okay. think it should be, a, I think it should be so deadly serious. It should be a comedy world so for sure. Let, let's say like for, for the game, like you have to infiltrate this company or something. And so mm-hmm. you, the way you get in is you lie your way to having an interview. So you go to this interview, but then you need an excuse to leave. So you say you have to go to the bathroom as the inside player, can I drop a thermal charge on the guy's asshole? What? <laughs> to make him need to go to the bathroom, so that listen, if you if you want somebody to need to go to the bathroom, putting a bomb in their butt is 
making them go to the bathroom, not need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it could be like, hey, uh, tell me you got to go to the bathroom. I think you just want a, bur- a thermal butt bomb. That's all you want. <laughs> now, can know. you I jump don't... to other bodies and put bombs in other people's butts? Oh, that's interesting. Well, here's the thing. In the movie, you they do do this. Uh, they do do it? Like, yeah, like when he kisses someone through saliva, he can transfer to the other person and that's, that's so you that gotta happens. kiss who's interviewing you that's, yeah it's gonna be <laughs> <Yes>. tough <laughs> it's gotta be get like them into on. the bathroom and then you have to kiss on the way out so you can get back into their bodies so that you can help them hack their computer okay wait 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 this is a more fun game what if you what if the I, the the goal of regular person player is to sort of uh find ways to transfer the little ship player to other people yeah. so that they can you know take control of their bodies somehow or gather information. Like maybe you can literally fly into their brain and like sort through brain files to get info or something. Okay. So, yeah, like that's that. cool. Yeah. So like, like you're, a handshake you're at a, or something like that. Your handshake or you're, you're in an interview yeah. and somebody like the interviewer has a cup of coffee and you could just kind of like grab their cup of coffee and drink it, but set it back down and be like, Oh, that was, I'm sorry. I mixed up our cups or whatever. And, but that allows the other guy to, to jump to him once he grabs his cup of coffee I think there should be, yes, I, I totally agree. I think that's cool. There should be some sort of uh, ticking clock, like uh, the primary energy source I've planted in the host body, and I can't be away from it for too long. Yeah. Otherwise, I run out of power. So there's I like, like a, okay, get in, get get in, get stuff and get out, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, it could also be, it could also be dumb, like motion things where like the, the, the what do we call it? Like the, the person player they pretend to sneeze and like that would be like a uh uh oh yeah 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 like a jostling head motion to actually like launch the the ship yes, player exactly. like out of their nose and like over to wherever and so they kind of get to like try to navigate like you know cuz it would be fast and like not really what the ship is capable of so they have to try to like steer it more or less onto the other person Right. I think, you, this, I think a sneeze their, was in the movie, too. Yeah, you, I think you that's sneeze actually into happened. their coffee, and then when you're in the other person to get back, you just, you know, drop some pepper in their nose, and then they fire you back kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you get, like, a, a sneeze button, or you can, like, make people do stuff. That's rad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the sneeze miming thing. Like, what else could you... Yeah, so you're sneezing into your hand before you shake their hand. Or <laughs> you have to do it secretly, and then, like, this if you don't gross. do it secretly, like, they're like... Um, was that Bill Murray You don't movie? shake your hand. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Osmosis, Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that pimple pop scene. Ugh. Oh. The worst. I don't want to think about it. But what <laughs> if... Okay, so the main the main person player is interviewing for a job as a secret agent. So th- the game starts, and this is something... <laughs> I really want the game to start as, like, like a mu- just a mundane thing where, like, you got to wake up. Like, like, like uh, Octodad. You got to wake up and, like, make mm-hmm. coffee. And the... It's sort of also a tutorial where the player in the ship can like fuck with their muscles and stuff and like make them crush things by accident. And and, like, (laughs) I think for 90% of players, maybe that's going to be the whole game where they're just like wandering around breaking shit and like seeing what they can do to the other player. But that'd be cool. But then, like, you're like, okay, we have an interview that we got to get to in, you know, 20 minutes. We got to go over that. We do the interview thing and it's like, okay, I we need to get you into them so that you can get information so that we can answer the questions correctly because we don't know anything about being a secret agent. And then oh, once yeah. you get through the, once you get through the interview phase, then it's actual things like, okay, we have to sneak into this base. I'm going to, I'm going to send you over to, you know, maybe it's not just going into other bodies. Maybe you're sort of planting this player as like a security device or he can 
see yeah. like what the keypad combination is and like things like that and then that's where like more puzzles come from this this weird little symbiotic relationship that you get going that's I, very cool i really yeah. like this because he's got the end goal in the movie and in the game should just be you got to break into the facility so the guy can get regrown and back into normal size and escape okay, <laughs> that's so there's the like a definite goal. that's funny uh, i think it would work pretty well i think, it, I think it'd be pretty fun to just maybe they got to stop for coffee on the way to the interview and again just causing a scene and being dumb mm-hmm. yeah do you think that um i mean I, I was pitching this as both people are in vr is would it work if only one of them was in vr and which one would be better i was or? wondering that too i think i definitely body player should be in vr um yeah but so other player maybe not. and the only reason i was thinking the ship guy should be in vr is totally that like uh elite dangerous no man's sky thing where just right. knobs and buttons around yes. you in a cockpit is very that VR, would be fun. you know so you hit the wrong button or whatever and you cause bad shit to happen yeah so yeah that'd be good i think this game would even work single player where you're just the person inside the body there is definitely sure. a version of this game that would be single player yeah i don't think it yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it'd be nearly as fun but it no. could still be pretty fun. It would be it would be Octodad basically. I think like mechanically it would Octodad. still work. Yeah, exactly. It's Octodad, but instead of each button doing a limb, you're inside his body. Yeah. Oh, I, that brings up a what if it's multiplayer? What if there's more than one ship? Oh, actually, <laughs> I told it's all coming back to me. And you know, spoilers for the movie, but you should see it anyway. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, the guy gets injected with an enemy ship. Huh. And there actually is a battle in the guy's body where the two ships are fighting each other, and it's fucking awesome. That'd be a fun. Turn. The movie's fucking awesome. God damn, they should remake that movie. That'd be a fun turn to the game where there there are yeah. enemies in there, and so I like that there could be little scenarios where I gotta like pry this door open or rip this thing off, and I need extra strength, so I need you to get to my arm so yeah. that you can give me the extra strength. But the security guard is like coming, so be quick about it. And you're like, no, I'm fighting. Like bad ships got in somehow, or even, yeah. or even just like, oh, you have a virus, you're gonna start sneezing unless I can take out the virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and then there's really even good. some like Doctor Strange love shit where like the evil guy like controls his other arm and you're controlling <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other yeah. arm. <laughs> there's like a oh, direct that's really control. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's actually interesting. Like, if I do that, and, and with even like without the evil guy, like I interface, I attach an electrode to your arm and a little like prop glove thing comes out in my spaceship and i put my arm oh. in it and now like i actually do control okay. your arm i like, like that VR arm. so body player is doing some sort of like mini game to hack a laptop with their right hand and yeah uh ship player is taking control of the left hand and literally aiming directly behind them and like firing at like security oh, cards that are so yeah, cool. that's really good god damn it someone should make someone this someone should, should make, make this. it this is such a great idea and it there's so much possibility with it. You could just keep going and going with scenarios. Yeah, this is uh, this is like top five ideas that I've done for myself. This, I'm, I'm very happy with this. This turned out good. Good stuff. Very, very nice. All right, well, that's a good place to end it. Thanks for listening. You can tweet at us at, at makethispodcast. Email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Rate us on iTunes. And um, thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. Until next week, We've done the hard part. Now someone should make it.